Happy Holidays! It's the Athletics Bowl Podcast. Welcome, junkies. I'm Zach Jackson. To my left is Dustin Fox. To my right, you know him as Cleve T.A. We got together before the season. We shared some opinions on college football. Some were wrong, but some were right. And Cleve T.A. told you to take Kyler Murray to win the Heisman at 20-1. to 1, And he's back for his victory lap. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. It's the only reason why I, came, I showed up. Got lucky, I think, though. Would you use that at twenty-five to one or something? Twenty to one, but I needed uh, I needed a miracle at the end because yeah. Tua was a huge favorite. Yes, all the way up until I needed him to have a horrible game, which he had the worst game of his season versus the best team he faced, and then have Kyler just blow up in the Big Twelve Championship game, yeah. which he did. I mean, I think it helps so that Jalen Hurts comes in sure. and then you know, brings back Alabama. So how can you vote for a guy? I'm biased, obviously, but how do you vote for a guy who gets knocked out of the game and then has a backup come in and lead them to a victory and then just say, oh, yeah, that guy's going to win the Heisman. But so I needed all that to to work in my favor. So I'll take it. And then you add that to so many games he didn't play the fourth quarter or the whole second half. And then a game everybody's watching, the SEC championship game, arguably the two best teams in the country. He has a bad game and gets hurt and... Kyler just keeps lighting it up. And that tells you about Lincoln Riley's system. Huh? I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty pretty ridiculous what, what those numbers uh, they put up. So Watched every play of the last two Oklahoma games, and they're fun to watch. Yeah, uh, Do they have a chance against Alabama? That's why we're here to discuss this. So last year, we did this bowl poll. I don't think I even plugged Dustin's microphone in, but hopefully he still <laughs> learned and made some. Oh, they were picking up like all the uh, my, my comments like on your microphone. Yeah, right? yeah. You, you, I, you know, I've grown up. I've matured. Um, so anyway, we're, we're all growing into our roles here. But we couldn't do this last week before the game started. If you really, really had a super uh, uh, strong itch to play those five games last Saturday, God bless you. I did have a strong feeling on Fresno. I was right. Um, we Tulane. Just, yeah, Tulane. Pulled Willie out. Fritz. Getting it done. <laughs> All the favorites covered, right? From five, I think, covered. I think so. Yeah. It depends when you got Georgia Southern, but it right, was uh, right. mainly five favorites. So yeah, so Those anyway. idiots at Eastern Michigan on fourth and ten against a running quarterback. You're gonna you're just gonna rush three. Okay. Play zone coverage. Dustin's wearing his Maction hoodie here today. So uh, Chris Creighton, you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're not gonna go through every bowl game. We're gonna share some things that we like. We're gonna share some opinions. Uh, probably argue on a couple. Talk about the playoff games, talk about Ohio State, and then hopefully give you some insight um, that can help you have a Merry Christmas yeah. if, if you're in. I had then we're all going to go to Mountaineer. <laughs> I had a friend call me yesterday, and he said, "You got? can you give me in a bowl confidence pool? And I said, well, you're about five days late because they started. And he goes, man, you have to call me. He goes, because who else but you would want to watch these games? He said, I need to be in one, so I have a reason to watch these games. Come on. I said, next year you're in. Then I said, also, listen to the Athletic Podcast. So I walked into work yesterday, by the way, and I said to Keith Britton, my producer on the Bull and Fox show, I said, dude, Friday, we've got a football game during the show. Thank yes. God. Toledo FIU. Can't wait. And not just any football game, but the Bahamas Bowl. Oh, the Bahamas Bowl. Is it still sponsored by Popeye's? Or is it something know. else? I don't know. Well, there's nothing better than that gif that went out with the Popeyes flag. Yes, <laughs> straight oh, yeah, sideways, straight sideways. Yes. Like, like let's all do the pledge of allegiance yeah. for a oh, Friday bowl. Interesting game. note in that. I get. I guess there's bad weather scheduled. The total in the last two days has dropped nine points on that, on that game? game. Yeah, we yeah. know Toledo doesn't that. play any defense. Well, I, I liked the under when it was sixty six and a half. Now it's sixty. I saw fifty nine and a half. There's always oh, crazy stuff that happens in that game, right? That wasn't that that huge. Comeback? That was the Central, Central Michigan, Michigan game. Michigan, yeah. So Titus it's Western Davis, Kentucky, right? Yep, Titus Davis. And Dustin was that was my guy. Is the great next great he was in. Slapdick <laughs> didn't decided not to work out after the bowl game. Yeah, it happens. It happens. That's for sure. Um, 
let's see. So one thing I wanted to point out, like the Conference USA teams, they got mauled on Saturday, and I don't think much of Conference USA in general. However, when you look at it, Utah State and Appalachian State were really good teams all year long. Um, and then if you look at Conference USA this week, they play the MAC, and we know the MAC's record in bowl games has not been good. Now, I think the MAC this year overall was a little bit better than it's been in, in the past couple of years. But Toledo is a shaky team, a shaky favorite against anybody, if you ask me. Ohio can score on anybody but doesn't tackle anybody. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, UAB won the Conference USA title. Um, So did Northern Illinois. So you come to a Tuesday night bowl game, and all of a sudden it's a pretty darn good game. And the MAC is 6-22, I believe, in the last five years in bowl games. So I don't have a lot of History not on our side here. No, and I actually (laughs) – a fun fun wager I put, just, just for the hell of it, Put under one and a half Mac wins in the bowl season for. Where do you find that plus six hundred? Yeah. Hey, like how are you making these up? up? <laughs> no, I swear it popped up, and I said, you know what, the Mac, you know, based on their history, I actually like the over this year. I mean, it's possible. I, I think San Diego State can stop the run. That's what they do. They stop the run. That's what OU does. So I think that's a tough matchup. I think Troy is better than Buffalo. To be honest with you, I think again they play better defense. Um, and then I think you know, like tonight is a toss-up game with UAB. And Northern Illinois. I'm not saying you know the Mac can't win those games, but it's there's no like guaranteed. Okay, here's one win, here's two wins, here's three wins. It's all all of them are in peril. So we'll be close. Uh, if if they get two to three wins, I think that's actually a good bowl season. To be honest with you. Speaking of guarantees, we know there's no such thing, but uh, we don't have time, nor do I think it's fruitful to go through every game. So let's just lay one out there. Uh, TA, we'll start with you. Look at the rest of the list. I don't care if it's tonight. I don't care if it's on New Year's Day. So I'll tell you that, that when this game came out, I actually texted you guys that this was my favorite uh, bowl pick of the season. The line has moved, so it's, I don't like it as much. But Georgia Tech uh, is minus six against Minnesota in the – is it the Motor City Bowl in Detroit? Uh, yeah, the quick lane. But Yes, yeah. the ghost, is, ghost of the Motor City Bowl. <laughs> so the line opened three, three and a half. I took it right away. Um, unfortunately, there was some. Uh, there's an article that came out last week that there's going to be six to eight suspended players uh, for Minnesota. They haven't named those guys yet, but the line jumped to six. So the value is a lot of the value is gone. But I still think uh, this is a complete mess match. So if you look, obviously Georgia Tech is a triple option team. They run it really well. Uh, Minnesota is 101st in the country in uh, rush defense. You look, they faced four good run offenses all year. Uh, if you look at Nebraska, Maryland, Illinois, and Wisconsin, in those games, they allowed an average of 41 points per game, almost nine yards per carry. Um, so it's it's a pretty big mismatch. Now, I know you'll say, Zach, that they fired the defensive coordinator after that Illinois game. I think they gave up 55 points. So they got a lot better on defense the last couple of games, but they really didn't face any high-powered offenses. So, um, And then with the suspended players, whoever they are. And then finally, you have Paul Johnson, who's retiring. So you know that the well, they're they're going to carry him off the field. Well, that's the thing. The motivation—that's a question with these <clears throat> oh, yeah. bowl games—is always motivation, right? And maybe Georgia Tech wouldn't care about a Motor City Bowl, but you know, with Paul Johnson's last game, I think they're going to come out and win by double digits. I just think it's a complete mismatch. So that's one game I'm definitely uh, circling on my board, Mr. Maxion? Uh I well, <laughs> by the time this podcast gets out, people will probably be on to to Wednesday, right? So I'm not going to do the NIU game tonight, even though I do like NIU. Um, getting the two points. But I'll, I'll say this tomorrow night, which will be Wednesday. Uh, I like Ohio against San Diego State. I, I think that San Diego State is just, they're just slumping right now. They've lost four of their last five games, kind of limp into this bowl game. And Ohio is just, 
I mean, to me, Frank Solich, I trust him more in this situation. Having his team prepared, you know, it was it was still a good year for the, for the Bobcats, but not getting to the MAC championship game and, and not winning the conference. It's something that's you know probably you know bothered those guys. And those seniors want to go out on a high note. The, the one thing that concerns me a little bit is, as you mentioned, TA San Diego State's rush defense. They're like twenty first in the country. I mean, they only give up like ninety six yards a game, and the Bobcats are a running football team. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I I just I like the Bobcats. I think that they've got more on offense. Their quarterback is a running quarterback too. Uh, Nathan Rourke, who's, who's, I mean, he can he can throw, he can run, he can kind of do it all. I don't know, and I like the over because Ohio is an over team, right, Zach? They are. <laughs> I think when you look at Ohio, um, you know, high expectations bringing a lot of people back, and Frank Solich has done an incredible job there by by Max standards, by Ohio mm-hmm. standards. But they haven't raised the trophy in Detroit, and they thought they had the team to do it. But when you look back now. They have the goofy neutral site game against Virginia. They lose. They don't tackle anybody. Virginia turns out to be pretty good. Yep. The next week they go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati turns out to be 10 times better ten than two. anyone expected. So then they lose two games, a close road game at Northern, who wins the MAC, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, not really a head-scratching road game at Miami where they just didn't get it done. So Ohio handled its business elsewhere. Uh, they do have a strong senior class. They do have a really good quarterback. And I, I could see – Liking them. Um, one that I circled immediately is Army over Houston. I just think this Army team is really good. They will be motivated. They will never be question a, 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 an academy yeah. in a bull game. And they just played two weeks ago. Um, you know, who they, they lost to Oklahoma. I don't think they've lost. To over, they else. lost it to, no. in Oklahoma in overtime. In overtime. 30 yes. point underdogs. Right. Yeah. They whacked Buffalo. Um, you know, the Navy drug them into a typical Army Navy game. It doesn't even count. That game yeah. It doesn't always, count. Right. Yeah. So that game I just think all that Houston has been through uh, and having to defend the option, having to go to the Armed Forces Bowl. Well, and no Ed Oliver. And yeah. then no Der- uh, is it Derek King, the, the quarterback. Yes. I, I don't know who the backup is, but he didn't play very well against Memphis in that last game. So. Yeah, a lot of question marks, and who knows if they even want to. Is be the line there. three and a half still, guys? Three and a half. Yeah. The other loss was the opener at Duke for Army, by the way. Yeah. So I, I just, I just think that Army wins, and then the other one, <laughs> I have a hard time figuring out how Ohio State's not a two touchdown favorite. This Everybody's going to play. Yes. Okay. They're playing their best football right now, and they are not a perfect team. But you have seen when Ohio State wants to play, they just score. Dwayne Haskins has millions of dollars to play for. Paris Campbell has millions of dollars to play for. Draymond Jones has millions of dollars to play for. You add the Urban thing, it's the Rose Bowl. It's not the Alamo Bowl. Yeah. You know, I just think Ohio State is going to come out. And even though I really like Chris Peterson and think Washington has a good team, I think in the second half that Washington has no chance to stay with Ohio State. If, if Washington can only score 10 points against Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, what are they going to do against this Ohio State defense? Which I know that they're not the Silver Bowl defense of old, but they've been playing better as of late, and they're just faster than, than Washington. Just scares me that, so the line again opened with three, three and a half, three, yeah. and then went up to six and a half after the announcement. Everybody, the public is hammering Ohio State. It just gives me a little pause because Washington could still play defense. They're number three in the country. Um, they sure. don't get blown out. They played well lately. You still have Miles Gaskin on offense. You still have Jake Browning. Now, they don't have the explosive offensive weapons that other teams have, have burnt Ohio State with. So they're not going to do, you know, not going to score 80 yard touchdowns like, like, you know, some other teams we've seen. But 
you know, that line scares me a little bit. I think I could see one of those things where Ohio State wins, but they win by like four, you know, maybe a la- last-minute touchdown or something, just because it just seems too easy. It seems too obvious, but I think Ohio State, I, just take the money line. Yeah. Just, just bet Ohio State. They're not going to lose the game. Right, that's what I mean. Just take them the win and Famous don't even worry about the points. Yeah. <laughs> or or, or, or par, like parlay the money line with something yeah. else, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. Like just tease, toss Alabama or tease, or tease it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. I agree, but I don't think it was just the urban retirement announcement. I think some people thought, well, Dwayne Haskins has nothing to play for. He's not going to play. They didn't mm-hmm. make the playoff, but he's going to play. And I was there last week, and I heard you know Paris say he was going to play. Draymond say he was going to play. Um, yeah, I, I, Washington, I think, does not get the national respect. And just two years ago, they were in the playoff. But I just think as we saw in the second half of the Big Ten Championship game, and really for all four quarters against Michigan, an engaged Ohio State team is as good as anyone, and they can score enough points to just to put you away. I, I can't believe Northwestern didn't cover that game, <laughs> but they didn't because Ohio State can just keep scoring. And with you know, I like Chris Peterson too, but the last two bowl games Washington has been blown out of, right? Yeah. Penn State killed them last year right. two years ago we saw what happened in, in the playoffs so you know maybe a step up in talent step <laughs> yeah. in the class has really uh, hurt them so it's possible speaking of you know some teams in the bowl games we know about the motivation one thing i would offer as a bit of advice is pick three or four teams that might be deflated might have lost their coach have guys sitting out but i don't think you go too far with that. i think every year we see the best teams win as bowl season goes on. You know, obviously there's a stunning upset. There's a reason they play they play the games, but I think you got to be real careful with that. I just think when you look at sometimes a team like Ohio State that has the talent, like I think you know Georgia has every reason to not care about the game about Texas, right? They lost the deep coordinator left. They didn't. They're disappointed. They're still. They show team. up. They're going to multi. Like Texas cannot tackle any of those right. three yeah. running backs. So these are just thoughts that um, you know that I have along those lines. Uh, and another speaking of last year in the bowl game, Missouri laid that total dud against Texas. I like them. They lost to that. Oh, that was the punt bowl, right? Yeah, they lost to that Texas punter who was like the most <laughs> unbelievable punter I've ever seen. This year, I think Missouri comes out and just rocks Oklahoma State, I agree with the you. team who doesn't appear interested in mm-hmm. playing. And I think Missouri comes out. Uh, that's a New Year's Eve game at three forty-five. So hey, there's two games at night on New Year's Eve. Sign me up. <laughs> oh, I got. Yeah. I'm, I'm locked in. I got a couple other games real quick uh, that I like. Louisiana Tech is a pick'em in Hawaii against Hawaii. I know it's a weird, it's a it's a kind of weird game to pick, but what day look, is that? Is that Christmas Eve? I think it's or it might be Christmas Day. I don't know. There, there, it's, you it's know what? Kind of there's no game, game on no, Christmas you know, Eve. There's no right? game on Christmas Eve or day. The Hawaii yeah. oh, really? game is. We have to bet basketball. Is this Saturday at ten thirty? <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So real quick, so <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> That's the next pod, right? The basketball. Um, no, so Hawaii. Take the is... Buckeyes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what are they laying, Zach? Twenty-seven. <laughs> you love them. Absolutely. I watch YSU basketball a lot. (laughs) You're wearing a YSU hat right now, by the way. It's funny. No, but real quick. So uh, Hawaii is obviously uh, a pass-based offense. They run the run and shoot. Uh, Louisiana Tech is surprisingly 49th in the country if you look at pass defense. Hawaii's faced five top 50 pass defenses so far. They've only averaged 20 points per game in those games. They averaged 38 against everybody else. So obviously, if if you could stop the pass, you have a good shot of slowing down Hawaii. And uh, I mean, Louisiana Tech held LSU to under 200 yards passing. Not that there's some great pass offense, but they're still LSU. Um, Skip Holtz is 4-0 in bowl games at Louisiana Tech. Uh, and Hawaii's defense is just atrocious. And so uh, I think that as a pick is, is a good spot. And then one more, um, Miami of Florida. My, they're minus four 
in the Yankee Bowl um, or the Pinstripe, Pinstripe Bowl, Bowl, Yankee Stadium against Wisconsin, who's been awful this year. I mean, Wisconsin's really bad. Um, and obviously, they're one dimensional. They don't even have a quarterback. Horny Brook has been terrible. Um, Miami's a top 25 run defense. Um, if you look at Wisconsin's losses, they lost to BYU, Northwestern, and Michigan, all who are good run defenses. So if you can stuff the run, again, similar to the Louisiana Tech game, you can stuff um, Wisconsin. The only thing I'll say is, um, depending on the weather, I would wait to see what the weather's yes. like. If it's going to be frigid, you know, if it's going to be 20 degrees and snow, okay, I'll, I'll back off because that's they're still Miami. But yes. if it's like a day like, you know, today, what well, we're in the 40s and, you know, no precipitation, I think that's a good spot for, for Miami to slow them down. Yeah, I mean, the one case you can make for Wisconsin is that Miami in cold weather traditionally has been awful, be, mm-hmm. beyond awful. But when you watch that Wisconsin defense, Joe Schobert is not walking through that door, folks. <laughs> they are bad, bad. Um, Dustin, I heard your buddy Dino Babers on the radio this morning. Oh, he, he was, was on really the, impressive. He is awesome, uh, and they've and he's done a great job at his at Bowling Green. He's done a great job at Syracuse, and I think obviously people want to jump on Syracuse because West Virginia's quarterback is not playing. But West Virginia still has a lot We're of still other good. good players. Yeah. And the backup is a five-star. Our four or five-star is yeah. a highly recruited guy. I don't I mean, know. D- Dana can coach some quarterbacks. Yeah. And if, as long as those two receivers are playing, I mean, Sills. You have to take the over in this game, I yeah. think. 67. That's the, that's the number one that jumps out of me because the spread's one and a half. It tells you that what? This game's going to go back and forth. Yes. You think Syracuse is not going to come to this game and, and put up – they're going to go fast as all get out. They're what is it? The uh, orange is the new fastest. They'll be even faster. Slogan. They're eighth. They're eighth in pace, by the way. So they obviously are up. They run like eighty something plays a game. Like they 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 strive to get a hundred. I mean that's their goal. Uh, In this game, I believe is in Orlando, so it's going to weather probably should be fine. You know, it's yeah, it's the camping world. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The old Citrus Bowl. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'd, I'd take the over in this game. So as we go to the 29th in the playoff. Well, can I hit my action for Friday first? Yeah. Before we jump ahead to yeah. all these way better games. <laughs> uh, Beauty is in the eye I, of the beholder, can, my can friend. I, I care way more about, I care, or care a lot more about, excuse me, uh, BYU Western Michigan than I do about any of the playoff games. <laughs> uh, I love Western Michigan getting 12 in this game. Uh, I think people look at Western since they lost their quarterback. Uh, John Wasink, like midseason, got injured, and then they struggled for a little bit, struggled to find things on offense, and then this kid uh, comes in, this Caleb Ellaby, and they beat NIU, the team that won the MAC. They're getting 12 points in this game. BYU, three times this year as a favorite, lost outright, and the I believe they were favored by double digits three times or four times. Guess who they beat? McNeese State, Hawaii, UMass, New Mexico, New Mexico State, excuse me. They're a good team. I mean, BYU's always disciplined. They have a really good defense. But 12 points is a lot. And you always question motivation. I, I think Western Michigan, they won seven games this year after losing their, their their quarterback. I think they're really excited to be in this bowl game. And uh, 12 is just way too many. He's running for mayor of Kalamazoo, baby. <laughs> Dustin Fox making his case for the Broncos. Row the boat. <laughs> so, first of all, my first thought on the 29th in the playoff is the balls to schedule Arkansas State Nevada at 5.30 when the playoff games are at 4-8. I love it. Wait, is that really happening? Yes, it's a real thing. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, The first game is up to 13.5, Clemson 13.5 against Notre Dame. And I understand that people think Notre Dame is overrated, and I, to an extent, am one of those people. You know, I Is Clemson going to tackle anybody? Yeah, I wonder who Clemson has played in the ACC. Now, I know they have an NFL defensive line. I know they have a coach that have been here, and they're really running the ball well. 
But they just beat Pitt. I mean, everybody in the world knew Pitt was going to struggle to get first downs in the ACC championship game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Clemson's resume. And I guess I'm trying not to be clouded by what I think about the second game. But I think if somebody, if some underdog is going to keep it close in these two games on the 29th, to me, it's Notre Dame. I don't love this game, but I'm kind of leaning Clemson just because I think Notre Dame's a little bit of a fraud. I mean, you beat Ball State, Vandy, Pitt, USC by single digits. Didn't really. I mean, that Syracuse game was their best win, really, mm-hmm. outside of Michigan, and that was when when the quarterback Dungy was out early. I just I'm not sold on them, and I'm not sure you can. To me, there's two things I like in these playoff games. It's a great defense, especially defensive line, which Clemson has, and a, a stud quarterback. And Lawrence is a stud quarterback. So um, I, I think they win by you know 14 points or so here. But again, it's not a game. I don't love it because the line has jumped up from 11 to I think it's 13 and a half now. So yeah, I'm looking at 13. And, and I think it's a lower scoring game. So um, you know, I don't love it, but I, I would lean Clemson's way if I had to. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, guys, true freshman, right? Yeah. Is this the biggest game he's ever played? You would oh, think yeah. so. Yeah. Obviously, it's the biggest game he's ever played. <laughs> My point is, <laughs> I know he's a stud, but he's still a true freshman. So, you know, 13 and a half is a lot. Yeah. He can make a freshman mistake or a couple, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I think they win the game. I, I think, think they lose, lot, but yeah. oh, I do take a, the points. I had another thought on the 29th. I think Florida beats Michigan. I think Michigan's just done. Really? Really? That offense just stinks. No pop. They got all these guys going to the NFL. They just got served a big old What's the line there. on that one now? Seven, Seven and a half. half. Yeah. But can Florida score? Because their quarterback stinks. Too. The Florida is always dog shit in these bowl games, though. Yeah, they got a new coach, though. I mean, I, I, you see the dads wearing the uniforms at Florida? Yeah, I'm tired no. of that already. <laughs> Get off Zach's Get lawn. Off my lawn. <laughs> it's funny, whatever. Okay, Oklahoma-Alabama. I'm seeing 14. I believe I've seen 14 and a half. I saw as high as 81. I'm looking at 79 and a half here. Um, Tua's going to be healthy. Nick Saban's record uh, off of extra prep is like 138 and three. Oklahoma plays no defense. They can score. Marquise Brown, we think will be healthy. We think that was a minor. Have you heard injury. anything? I haven't seen yeah. anything, and I'm I, I, right nervous. About and they don't have any reason to to share to share that. Yeah. Uh, I'm certainly no doctor, so I'm not going to say what I thought when uh, it happened. But I don't see Oklahoma playing within 14 of these guys. No. And actually, probably my strongest play of that whole day would be the over because I think Alabama will flirt with 60. And I was going to say Oklahoma you could pen- get some too. Pencil in Alabama for 50 right now. I yeah. mean, there's just no way. I mean, obviously, Oklahoma doesn't see any sort of power run game that, that Alabama, a team like Alabama has. Um, I mean, the closest was Army, and they just went up and down the field, I'm yeah, going to be honest right. with you. And so I, I agree. I mean, like there is no way that Oklahoma is going to slow down Alabama. And if you're telling me they're going to score you know, 45 to 50 points, can Oklahoma put up 35-plus on that defense? The defense isn't as good as it has been in the past, but still pretty good. And without Marquise Brown, and I, I have a feeling he's going to be hobbled or not play at all. They just don't have the the weapons on the outside. I mean, C.D. Lamb's good, but he's not Marquise Brown. Um, I like out of the two games, I like Alabama a lot more than I like uh, Clemson, but definitely Alabama here. I like the over in this as well. Here's some stats for you guys: over five and zero the Sooners' last five games following against the spread win. Um, over is eleven and one in the Sooners' last twelve games on grass. Over seven and one in Sooners' last eight games following a straight up win. Over is four and zero in Alabama's last four non conference games. Take the over. Who brought Phil Steele in here? <laughs> I'm just reading it off the website. 
<laughs> Some good stats to back up your. No, uh, I like it. Look, in uh, Alabama or uh, Oklahoma's 68th in allowing big plays, they're 100th in a po- uh, passer rating on defense. Yeah, there's. I think just it set no this way. over at 90. I'd take the over. Yeah, there's just I mean, no way. I, I think it's. I really. No, no, I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sorry, Oklahoma. I, oh, no they're not. Gonna, they're not going to win the game. Thing that bothers um, me is the they're going to score though, man. Kyler Murray is is just. I don't think Alabama's. I mean, they're good. Um, but, how, but you guys watched the, the Georgia game. I mean, Georgia put up points. Yeah, yeah. But it's a different type of offense. They know each other. I mean, they know that defense yeah, well. They, they got an, they got a, right. a pro style, more pro style offense. Mm-hmm. I think that. No, look, if Kyler Murray has, has, one o- thing, has Alabama seen a team an offense like this all year? No, 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 no. They have not. Like I said, I, I think I think the over is a better play than if you're going to take Oklahoma. I mean, if Oklahoma's going to score. That's going to go over, right? This is not, I mean, they're not going to hold down Alabama. So that's kind of a correlated parlay. If you like Oklahoma, take the over for sure, because it's not going to be 30 to 20. I mean, it's going to be 50 to 40. I think what we're telling you is take the over. Forget what we said earlier. If you have one play, (laughs) take the over. Let me give you another play, too. Alabama minus 200 to win the thing. That's stealing right now. But then you can hedge it if you if you want to. If it's right. crazy, right? Well, you know what's funny? I actually bet it at halftime. <laughs> well, I I think Clemson would have a legit shot because again, the two things you need a defensive line, you need a quarterback. But like Dustin said, it's still a freshman quarterback. Is a yeah. freshman going to win? I, I mean, maybe I'm being. Who, when's the last freshman to win a true freshman to win a title? Jameis was not a true freshman, right? I, so that's the only thing keeping me away from because I would take Clemson plus the six and a half or seven or whatever it is when those teams you know if they face each other, but. Um, yeah, I'm surprised it's only minus 200, actually. Cardale was like 24, but he was kind of like a freshman. He played three games. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so one team Alabama did face, and I don't have the score in front of me. I'm just looking at their schedule, Missouri. I mean, that's probably the closest you get to in Oklahoma. What Do you know what that score was offhand? Uh, uh, it was 39 to 10. Yeah, so they held them to 10 points. It's pretty, yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> Arkansas, Arkansas scores 31 against Alabama, right? Um you know the A and M A and M scores twenty three. Yeah, well, they, they defense is pretty good. Let me ask. Yeah, but they yeah. scored f- over forty five in, in six games this year. I mean they sc- they're going to put up forty five fifty. Oh, points. then they sat all those. I mean they sat them yeah. in the fourth quarter. So those- I mean two had no, only played like what one fourth quarter all year. Yeah, Lincoln Riley's going to score thirty before he heads to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, little tease there, huh, Zach? <laughs> you think he's coming? I think he's on the list. The short short. I think list. He's on the short list. Is he? You think he'd leave? That's a good question. I don't know. Money talks. I mean, if he's going to leave, it would be for, for Baker. Baker. It'd have right? to be. I mean, if, he did, if he got offered this job and didn't take it, he'd never go to the NFL, right? And there are guys who have passed, you know, hot names that, okay, they'll, they'll keep, you know, Sumlin and all these guys, you know, these guys, and then they pass, and then they're never going to be considered right. again. So but, sometimes it's your last shot. You never know. You but know. none of those guys have the Oklahoma job. You live in Norman, Oklahoma. You're a god. You have incredible job security. You're 35 years old. Make four point something. You live 10. You're gonna make campus. You're gonna make, and then you're gonna make five. Then you're gonna make seven. Then you're yeah, gonna make ten. Exactly. And you're gonna be there for 20. You have years. bonus every year for beating Texas, for winning the Big 12, yeah. for getting to the playoff, yeah. for all those things. I mean, you're in Oklahoma. That's pretty good. You you always gonna have Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield though. The one thing I'll say though, and this is for all these, not just him, but for Matt Campbell, for all these other guys. And when you go in the NFL and you fail, you have to go back to the coordinator route or position coach route or TV route. 
when you're a big time college coach and you go to the NFL, you always have a huge time college job waiting on yeah. you again. You always go back. Look at Pete Carroll. I mean, yeah. Spurrier, you know, yeah. all of them. It's there. So. Butch Davis. Chip yeah. Kelly. Butch Davis <laughs> coaching the Bahamas Bowl against yeah. <laughs> Jason Candle on Friday. Can't wait for that. That's Butch impressive. Davis, one of the all time liars. Frauds. <laughs> <laughs> Frauds. So me and me and Reggie Rucker used to do this online radio show. Uh, with Butch Davis, right? And this is this is before internet technology was like anything like it is today. I mean, so you know, maybe we had like fifteen live listeners, right? Yeah. And some what a room, by the way, family members. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. So, Butch and Butch was just such an asshole and just so uptight all the time. So he comes in. It was the Browns were having a bad year. I know that's shocking, and the injuries were mounting, and we didn't really have anything else to talk about. So we're like thirty seconds from going live. We're all sitting at a desk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. upstairs in Berea, just like this, and he goes. Let me tell y'all something. We ain't going to talk about the injuries. Because the only people that care about the injuries are the other teams coaching the bookies. And I don't give a shit about either one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So you will not be welcome on this podcast. No. such That's a pretty good impersonation, Zach. No, it wasn't my best, really. After a few drinks. I can't can't remember. I I know he's got that accent, but I I mean, it sounds good to me. Um, looking else here. Is anything we left out? Any any trends? Anything that yeah. sticks out? I was going to say, so a couple of trends here. And these things have been posted on Twitter, so it might be a little old, but just for those who haven't seen it. Um, in the last six years, you know, favorites and underdogs are about 50-50, so there's really no trend there. But underdogs that have covered have won outright about 75% of the time. So, I mean, that's much higher than you get in the regular season. So if you like an underdog to cover... Just sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well. I mean, that, that most likely they're just going to win outright. Um, and then the favorites, when favorites cover, they win by huge margins. I mean, we saw Saturday, like I mentioned, 5-0. and oh, They won by an average of 20 points per game. And in the last five years, they cover by an average of 14 points per game. So, you know, if you've got an alternative line uh, listed somewhere on your site or wherever you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're putting these in, you know, feel free to take a... Uh, an alternative line with better better odds for a little higher uh, higher wins. So um, that's a couple things I would look at. Um, but I mean, in general, you know, I, if you're not sure, uh, I think sprinkling the money on the on a, on a underdog, live dog, yeah, because those those teams win. And again, motivation is such a huge factor that if this is a, you know a regular season game, you might not get those teams winning. But right. because it's a bowl and and these crazy things happen. You, so you would get you say upsets? So T.A. and Zach loves Florida, right? So that's probably their seven and a half point dog. So don't take the or maybe you take seven and a half and then yeah. sprinkle. Yeah, just put like twenty five percent or yeah. something on the money line because uh-huh. you know most likely they're going to win out. That's probably like what a yeah. probably plus three hundred money line. Hey, Two seventy five. Well get them in now because when January first rolls around, there's no more college football to bet. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we have anxiety. Um, a team that I, um, you know, Fresno was really good. And Boise pulled away from him the first time. Boise had won eight in a row before losing to Fresno the second time around, which is we know isn't fair. I just look at Boise's body of work, and I think they're really good. And I don't know if the star running back from Boston College is going to play or not. Oh, I think he is. As of now, he is. But I don't really BC care. lost their offensive coordinator to, to Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It's... Uh, I mean, I don't <laughs> is know. Is A.J. Dillon playing? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, don't know. I, I mean, BC is a good team. They're an ACC team, but I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think the Fresno is a legit squad. Obviously, you saw what they did against Arizona State. Um, the Mountain West was better this year, and and Boise was part of the the class of that that conference. Yeah, I'm looking at George. And, and, and Rippin's a good. Their quarterback, right? He's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. They've got a Senior. really good defense. Yeah, I mean, laying two and a half. That's not. 
yeah. something I would uh, be opposed to. It's, yeah, I'm with you on Miami. I worry about the weather and, and always in motivation just with those Florida kids in general. But I just Wisconsin's really bad. You take the W. They're such a, they are such a fraud. Team. Yeah. It's crazy. They get, and they get that respect. Like the lines. I remember when they played Michigan. Remember that line was like seven and went to ten and everyone's like, oh, my God. I got to take I got to take Wisconsin here. And they just got their doors. Well, it was just two out. or three years ago. These same teams played in a bowl game. Wisconsin was having a bad year and Wisconsin drilled them. Right. So I understand that. Um, but I just think. Miami kind of underachieved most of the year when they played. They're really good, and Wisconsin just was not a, a Wisconsin quality team. Just, just was not. I There's, mean, Northwestern won the Big Ten West. People, for God's sake, they lost <laughs> to Akron and won the Big Ten West. They actually became the first team in college football history to lose every non-conference game and win their division. And, and to happen that in a major conference, you know, it's not like a Sun Belt team or a MAC mm-hmm. team taking these bye games and then going in conference play and winning. That's crazy. One uh, underdog, if we're talking about money line, I think is interesting is Pitt. I liked them before, and I saw Bryce Love I think this morning, last night, last announced, announced he's, he's out, not yeah. going to play. Yeah. You know, Pitt's a, Pitt's a scrappy team. They've, they, I mean, they've obviously played uh, uh, Notre Dame really tough. Um, they blew out Virginia Tech. They had some, they've had some, some nice. They went into Virginia and won. Um, they can move the ball on the ground, and you look at you know through the air. Stanford's 102nd against the pass. They just don't have the same Stanford defense that you, you normally see here. So I think they can get some explosive plays. And without Bryce Love, you know, Stanford doesn't have that, that, that big play capability like you'd expect. So I think that's one uh, for sure. Um, can I ask you guys some, on the money okay, line? Okay, here's another money line. I want to ask you guys this question. Am I missing something? Is there an injury that I'm missing here with Virginia Tech getting six against Cincinnati? Do you think it should be lower? Yeah, I wonder. I, mean, I, I think Virginia Tech wins the game. You know, it's funny. I actually, like, I like Cincinnati. Do you really? Cincinnati. Well, I, well, I, I, I think Cincinnati's had a hell of a year, but I think they are still somewhat. Yeah, fraudulent. I think the class of athlete uh, is different there. The yeah. one, the only thing I'll say about that is I watch Virginia Tech a couple of times. Like I said, that pit game. Yeah, didn't we have back. them? Didn't we take Marshall in that last game? Like idiots. Yeah, but Mar- I, I mean, it's Marshall. But here's the thing. It, <laughs> they're 110th against the run. And that's the only thing really Cincinnati does well, right, on offense. Like, they're they're more of a, you know, they're not a throwing team. It doesn't matter their, their quarterback's a running quarterback, too. Right, yeah. So, I mean, that that's a matchup that I'd be nervous about. And I, I went back and forth with some, um, some people on Twitter about this uh, and pretty much said look at the schedules that I guess you look at Cincinnati. They haven't really faced – a bunch of a uh, bunch of world beaters. Uh, right. They faced UCF, who, who blew them out. Um, they what? They, did they lose? To, they almost lost to OU, right? That was a close game. That was back and um, forth. OU lost. Yes, it's like I said, it's just Virginia Tech just isn't the same team. I, I just, I don't know. I, I might be. Maybe I'm missing it too. That was one of the games I circled originally. I said I got to take Cincinnati. The more I've looked at, it, I backed off. But so maybe you guys know about it more than I have. Uh, I do, but. Um, I don't know. Just when you're 117th or whatever against the run, it just scares me against the Cincinnati team. But um, question before we get out of here, unless you have a parting thought, Dustin, you haven't. Shared. No, go ahead. All right, so GitGo paid you a hundred dollars today to drink their coffee. Um, it's fantastic. If you had to <laughs> put that hundred on one team to win the Super Bowl right now, because I, I, uh, I don't real, know that it's, there's it's, a re- it's real easy, boys. He wears number 17, and I he mean, plays in Los you, Angeles. We can't have this podcast and not talk about the Chargers. Well, it's only I mean, plus 750 it, in front of me right now. Well, I'm putting it on that. 
I I mean I have a ticket from before the season to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I think it's twenty five or thirty to one. Yeah, that sounds about check. right. Yeah, you know we've had our chats. I mean the Chargers have been maybe the most talented team mm-hmm. to not win a Super Bowl in our lifetime. I mean they they are loaded everywhere. Um, and I just don't, I kind of don't like the fact that now everybody's jumping on that bandwagon. That scares me a little bit. But they are the most well rounded team. Wait till they get Gordon back. Yeah, and I mean their defense has played well, and I just think. Phillip finally has an offensive line, and he is playing as Lights well up. as he ever has. I mean, at his age, it's unbelievable. You want to put a little money on something right now? Philip Rivers to win the MVP. I think he's like 15-1 to 1 right now. I mean, after you saw what – I mean, Breeze hasn't lit it up the last couple of weeks. Um, so who's he got? He has finished with the Ravens? And- Ravens and Denver. Yeah, Denver. Um, if they get the number one seed – You could play corner for Denver right now. I could play corner yeah. for Denver right now. They have no offense either. <laughs> you look at Mahomes is going into Seattle. That's going to be a tough game. Um, if they lose that and Chargers run the table, they're the number yeah. one seed. He is, it's him or Breeze. And Breeze has played well. I mean, their that's offense a, that's a coin is flip. dog shit right now. Did you get the powder blue Phillip jersey for oh, Christmas yeah. or did you go with the royal blue? <laughs> powder blue. Always <laughs> best jerseys in the, uh, in the NFL. Are we going sure. to have on our Phillip Rivers, Rivers jerseys for the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl party? That would be Sickos? awesome. I, would, I mean, a Saints Chargers Super Bowl That'd would be, be awesome, by be the fun. way. And to the two quarterbacks that. Were uh, teammates at one point. That's kind of a cool story. I line. see the Steelers at sixteen to one. Yeah, for the for the odds, it's it's yeah, a definitely I mean, good odds uh, right for sure. now. Uh, yeah, we'll do see. you guys think that the Patriots are uh, falling off? Like yeah, everyone says, you do. I do. You believe it? I do. I uh, I don't think they're going to win it, but I think that the narrative's a little bit overblown. I mean, they got Buffalo and the Jets the next two weeks. They're going to blow both teams out. They're going to win eleven they're games. They're going to win eleven games. They're going to have home field in the playoffs. Look, but they're not going to get the first round by. No, they won't. Right. That's the key. And if they have to go into Kansas City, yeah, and or, like I just so they'll have know, what, like the Ravens the first round. Maybe I don't know what's Probably. left in Gronk's legs. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you, you could post him up, but he's not going to separate at all anymore. But yeah. Brady, look, Brady threw for almost 400 yards and three touchdowns last week, and then all of a sudden he has a bad game against Pittsburgh, and oh, he's done. Like you know, these because it was the game that everybody watched too. Right. By the way, it's, it's a week to week thing, um, no doubt. I mean, look, when you look at the Rams, the Saints, it's so week to week, so week to week. But I think what we've seen the last few weeks with these offenses are getting shut down now, left and right. You still need a defense that can put pressure no on the quarterback. And the Saints, I think, kind of have that. They're not a great defense, but they can still win those lower-scoring games. And then you look, the Chargers are the most well-rounded team. I mean, Kansas City and, and the Rams with those defenses, I just – and the golf, if golf, golf has to play like in cold weather. he's ghosts right now. Yeah, between playing tough defensive lines and playing cold weather, I mean, he's got to have the perfect situation for him to win. Yeah. So I don't think the Rams have a shot. I mean, the Chiefs are still good, but – you know, Chiefs defense is bad. Chiefs defense is bad, um, and if they don't have home field, like that's tough too. So I think the Chargers and the Saints, and then I think the Steelers are actually sixteen to one is probably a good bet. I think yeah. for the odds are by far the right. best. I mean, the funny thing is about the AFC, I don't think you can find a single matchup where the line's going to be over six, seven points. I agree. Every matchup's going to be within I a agree. couple points. Because look, even if the Steelers or if the Chargers somehow win the division, they don't have a true home field. Look, the Chargers are four and a half against the Ravens. Yeah. Wait, the Chargers are four and a half against the Ravens this week. That would be that's the one six potentially. Yeah. You know, so and that's at home. So you're going to see a bunch of really close matchups. I think in the the AFC. Yeah. So like you said, I think if sixteen right. to one on the and the Raider or in the uh, Steelers is probably the best. Yeah, I mean odds. now next year when the AFC runs through Cleveland, weather will be a factor. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you like in the? Oh, what yeah, do you think? Right. By the way, I talked real quick yeah. yesterday. I I tweeted. I think that the win total will be eight and a half. Maybe nine. For the Browns? Yeah. 
What do you think? Do you uh, think that's about right? Because I they look think good it's going to depend on the quarterback situation of some other teams on their schedule. But you're right. You're right in the neighborhood there. Because yeah. isn't what the the Niners were like that right after yeah. the Jimmy G run? And look, the same thing. Jimmy G did this the last five weeks of the year, and they parlayed that into five national games. Exactly. So that's what the Browns are going to have. You know, Steelers. The Jets is a lock. Darnold Darnold Mayfield will be one. One Steelers game potentially the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson. Rams, the Rams for sure. Then they play all. They also play the, they Patriots. Play the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. that'll be nice. And then there's some. Their cross division games are based upon how these last few weeks turn out. So well, if the, if the Browns get Josh McDaniels, that's a hundred percent going to be a yeah. Monday oh the night Patriots game. It's a Patriots. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, let's look at this asshole here it's from Stark County at the table. Which one? Is it, are we bringing in another one from Stark County? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't keep uh, come get some, then I think I think Josh has got to be the top candidate. If anybody's still listening to this podcast, and, and trust me, we know some of you guys are, so thank you. Uh, the reason we, I mean, obviously we like to do this. We have this conversation all the time on text. But many people texted us and said, or tweeted us and said, can you do this? And so... We did. Glad we could get together this morning. Um, you know, I, three weeks ago, would have said, crazy talk with Greg Williams, stop. Just knock it off. I'm still kind of there, but I, I got like a text, what I've seen. I got a text from an NFL scout last week, and this is what he said. Greg's going to fuck around and win this job, isn't he? At the end of the day... People it, in the league have said that to me, too. Something the, like that. At the end of the day, it's not necessarily Greg is doing a great job. It's just you don't have Hugh, honestly. Like, that's... that's You're right. So, like, if you would have... How many coaches could you have put in here? A lot. And still do... A lot. Done his, so, that's the thing you have to weigh. I think Freddie Kitch has done a great job. Although, that fourth and one, even though me and Dustin disagree on whether they're going for it, just the fact that you went, you know, yeah. big formation and up the middle is the most obvious play. That, that actually scares me a little bit. But outside of that, yeah, I think he's done a really good job. You saw Carolina stole a play from his playbook Last yesterday night. with that wide receiver run. So I think he's doing a good job. But the whole Greg Williams thing, I think a lot of other guys could have been. It's in his such shoes a unique well. situation yeah. because of all the factors that went in, and then you know the, getting the time to, to play here and, and the things that have happened. Um, that being said, you know I think the strongest case for Greg is that he's just guys have responded. And when you have good players and when you have real adults, and we know this whole organization has been a shit show from top to bottom, if you just demand that they be adults and, and your big things are discipline, accountability, like you can, that's how you maximize what you got. You know, the line mm-hmm. is so fine. Everybody was, Sean McVay was in the Hall of Fame three weeks ago. They haven't won a game since, right? Like right. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs were indestructible. Now they might not even win their division. So you, you, you got to ride the wave. But I just think when. Guys, the way guys have responded to Greg, he's made a strong case. And in two weeks, you know, we'll keep debating it every day. Uh, In two weeks, we'll see. And then we'll see what John Dorsey decides. I think the one thing that this has done, especially if they do win out, and I don't think they'll win in Baltimore, but we'll see, um, is they've brought the Haslams back into the decision-making process. And that's a little scary. The thing about Greg that has surprised me more than anything is that, number one, he sounds like a football coach talking like the he he seems likable in the press conferences uh maybe that's just because we've had the, the worst ever doing yeah. that for the last three right. years but he's also embraced analytics he's embraced like he, he mentioned the football outsiders dvoa which made me cry ta had a tear in his eye because because of that and he talked about like even even this press conference on monday after the game uh in denver he talked about the fourth down decision. He talked about 
how he told the guys that the third down situation was a down down and he, he preparing the guys hey listen get the first down get down don't score the touchdown but if you right. do score the touchdown we're already thinking about going for two like right. he's thinking ahead yeah. like a real football coach in managing the game and I didn't know that he had that inside him I thought he was just this come get some bitch let's go fucking get these guys all the time and he is that to some degree right. but but he is a smart guy he thinks outside the box and that has surprised me you have Hugh Jackson who didn't know the overtime game was over yes <laughs> and then you have Greg who's saying thinking okay, ahead yeah. more, don't care if we get it or not we're yeah. not going in the end zone right my, yeah my, my last thought on this would be um this is going to be the most coveted job in the NFL this summer right or this this offseason number one or it's two a, right so You've no got doubt. that opportunity. You got the pick of the litter. This isn't like past years where you had to settle on Chud and some of these other guys. Like, you don't want to blow it by by just you know seeing what you just saw with with Greg Williams and saying, all right, you know, I feel sentimental. He, owe, you know, we owe it to him. He's done a good job. I think a lot of other guys could have done really well too. You've got the pick of the litter for the most part. Don't blow it because you don't want to regret in a year or two that when the Browns are eight and eight in two years, you're like, oh man. We aren't maximizing this team right now, and we missed out on the next superstar coach. That's that's the only thing I would worry about. So, it will be interesting. Subscribe to the Athletic if you haven't already. What the hell you've been waiting for? Enjoy the bowl games. Hopefully, you turn a profit. And get your get go coffee <laughs> for TA for Dustin Fox for Gecko Jackson. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Talk to you later. Bye. See ya. <laughs>